You've put in a lot of groundwork already, arriving yesterday's work, and sometimes it can feel like work, can't it? Um, yesterday's work with uh, equanimity and compassion. And today, this morning, we'll th- turn to a third quality of the Brahma Viharas and explore that a little bit with practice. So we'll turn this morning to the quality of a metta, uh, translated as friendliness, our basic friendliness, <laughs> where when my heart isn't too stressed up with itself, then I wish you well. <laughs> I wish the best for you. Sometimes I think of it very simply, it's not esoteric, and yet at the same time, as the Buddha speaks about these Brahma viharas, they have power that is immeasurable. Right, so let's never limit the range of what's possible with metta, with friendliness. We might think, oh yeah, friendliness, that's nice. How's that going to save the world? Or save myself, right? But again, the one premise we're working with is don't limit what's possible of where you get to with this. An image I like is, um, it's funny, I have these horse images, which is strange because I didn't... uh, yeah, this is a new thing for me, <laughs> these horses. horses. But, um, and I wasn't one of these children, but you see sometimes a child who isn't afraid of horses that if the child's in a good space and they're out walking somewhere, you see it around here in the lanes, the child's happy and well, they see a creature, another creature, and there's something in them that just wants to extend. It's like, you know, they might pick up the grass and they might open their hand. It's like something in us recognizes when we're not stressed, when we're doing okay and our feet are on the ground and our needs are met in a certain way, that something in us sees other beings and recognizes them as someone we we recognize. We want to extend, we want to offer something, we want to offer food, we want to say hi. Sometimes with humans it can be harder um, that's why some people find the easy opening to the meta with other non-humans. It's fine. We can start there. Um, sometimes with humans we can be a little shyer, more unsure. What happens with this whole otherness? Um, will I be safe? Will I be okay? Will they see me properly? Will they not impose? Whatever is our kind of template with humans in our mind or in our history or in our view. So we practice this possibility, this aspect of love. So compassion is the aspect of love that can turn towards suffering. But that's not all that's here. Equanimity is the aspect of love that is wise and can recognize that whatever is arising right now has come together due to conditions and it can't be other than it is right now. And from that basis, we can stop pushing and pulling, contending with existence in the moment, withdrawing, imposing. We can settle, abide, 
heart can soften a little bit, nervous system can relax a little bit, and then I can see you. I can see you there, just like me, there's another one. There's another one who's sensitive and wants to know love and to be able to express themselves and who feels things deeply and has thoughts that are sometimes bright and sometimes crazy and um, sometimes absent. Just like me. And then you're neither competition for me or someone I have to fix or someone I want to get something from. You're just sensitive and I can see that. So then the natural radiance of the heart is available. So what do we do if we're not pushing and pulling with existence? We stop, we abide. And then we might sense how much this heart wants to be able to love what she loves be what she is, express that in the world. Somebody left a note and said, I realize I am more than the pain in my heart, which is great, right? But what will release my heart to love? So they said, I realize that I'm more than the pain in my heart, but what will release my heart to love? So that first piece, not to underestimate, I realize I'm not, that I'm more than the pain in my heart. Often we don't. So I just want to point that piece out. And it's not that we get there and then we never fall into that view again. We might see, have to see that a million, a million, a million times. Oftentimes our attention will shrink to the pain in our heart. The pain in our heart will arise. Yes. The old wounds, the resonance with the world. The Buddha will have felt things. He will have felt things deeply. But my, my view and from what I read and understand and when I see people who've practiced and are exemplars with our contemplative arts, that the attention and the identity doesn't have to shrink around that pain and go, oh, something's wrong. This shouldn't be here. What the hell am I going to do about it? Something can open wide and, oh yeah, I'm not just the pain in my heart. My feet are on the ground. The birds are singing. I have a beautiful intention here. More can open up and then something about that grief, that loneliness, that despair, that rage, that hate, that hardness, that something about that, we can see it in a different way. Meet it with this basic goodwill. I wish you well. I wish well to what's in my heart, the all the unhealed places or the places I haven't yet been able to open to. That it has taken me so long to learn to love and not too long, because there's more and more and more we can open to. <coughs> so the second part of that person's question, but what will release my heart to love? And so this meta practice will release our heart to love. 
maybe not right in this moment, but it's an inclination of mind. So what's beautiful about these practices is that we don't have to feel it in order to practice it. We don't have to feel like we want to offer grass to the horse or I want to tell you and tell you and remind you how lovely you are. Remember the poem last night, St. Francis putting his hand on the female pig's forehead and reminding her. I might not always feel that, but I can affirm my intention to nudge and lean and incline my mind in that direction. Okay. What we ponder upon frequently, that will become the direction of our mind. For years, I, I didn't feel very much in metta practice at all. Actually, I felt a lot of aversion. Um, it kind of brought to the surface all the kind of, kind of um, detritus. And not that the detritus is done, but that would be what came. But affirming that intention through the doubt, through the mistrust, like how's this going to help? Because something just trusted enough or was desperate enough to keep going in that direction. To start to glimmer more that this kind of love is not the kind of love that is opposite to hate. This is the kind of love, this Brahma Vihara is powerful. It's bigger than the hate. It's not just like you've got, you know, love on one set of knuckles and hate on the other. You know how the tattoos go, right? Which one's going to win? It's, it's not the opposite. It's something that can include the hate, resonate with the hate. It's so subtle and powerful that it permeates the hate in us. And thereby, we learn how to meet that. And I use that word because that's one of the hardest states, I think, for us to see, really? Can love really go there? The kind of love that's more than that. And our faith in that deepens, not our belief in it, but we get it. It's like, wow, yeah, I can even work with those, those sticky places, those hardened places in myself. So we can affirm this with intention, even when we're not feeling it. And the way that we'll practice, we can practice that is by having very gentle phrases of intention for friendliness, that we drop into consciousness. We incline our mind again and again. We give our mind something to do. Right? Because what happens when we don't can kind of go everywhere, can't it? Build all kinds of tracks and views. and We give it something wholesome to do. So for the person who says then, what will release my heart to love, practice keeping going with it, not just once, but having that as an orientation, inclination of mind. One friend and colleague of ours, um, uh, I'm thinking, can I say who it is? Um, yes, I can. Um, 
but I don't need to. Um, um, I'm not trying to be mysterious, but that's not really the point who it is. It could be any of us, right? It could be any of us. She, uh, she has this very strong heart of metta, of friendliness, kindness, and it's like a portable practice for her. And she told us very sweetly, not, not at all arrogantly, but very sweetly, she was in a bus station waiting for a long-distance bus somewhere. And um, this, she was just quietly offering this intention, reaffirming her intention through dropping a phrase in for the old lady sitting opposite her, um, not trying to draw attention to herself, like, you know, I'm doing metta, but just quietly offering that, like, what else are you going to do at the bus station? And at one point, this old lady said to her, are you offering me love? Right? <laughs> and she's like, oh, um, uh, yeah. And, and then they began this whole conversation that it started to wake something up for this old lady. She could, f- she could sense something when the, the, the meta gains power, gains momentum. We feel it in each other, don't we? It's not that you are strangers to this. You know this. Either on a good day for yourself or you felt it in the presence of another. The Buddha was known as um, the solar friend. Solar as in sun. So, you know, we hear the Buddha's teaching and we, yes, he was expert at understanding dukkha and suffering and the bars across the heart. He knew that very well. But he was known as the happy one. He was the happy one. He wasn't the one of like, oh dear, it's really hard, okay. No, he studied that thoroughly, that place of the where suffering arises how, how the ground of equanimity is part of this um, awakening of the heart. And he was the happy one. So he radiated. And there's images that arise before these more Greek-style images of human figures like the one behind us. The earlier, some of the earlier Indian images. Um, I've heard that the, there's images with a tree, like the, the Bodhi tree where he was uh, sat, and there's an image of a sun, a solar, radiant sun sitting at the, at the bottom of the tree. Not a human figure, not, um, it's like a, a radiance. He was the solar friend. So metta can be like the radiance. Yes, sometimes we don't feel it, we can affirm it through intention, we get there. We clear the detritus, we work with the bars of the heart, we include them in the metta. So I'm doing my practice, I'm using a phrase, for example, may, may you be safe and protected, I wish you well, whoever you are, because you're here like me on the planet and God love us, what are we going to do? <laughs> Hello, I wish you well. I'm offering the phrase in the practice and then something arises that's like, uh Meta, or whatever it is. Maybe your mind doesn't do that. Mine did that a lot. <laughs> um, yours might do. It might be grief or pain. It might be just spacing out, off, off with the fairies. Or actually, I don't want to be down on the fairies. But um, that might be fine to be. <laughs> might be off with the fairies. Bring them in as well, if they're here. But. Um, yeah, that, that something painful might arise in the heart and we can then include that in the meta. May I be safe and protected. 
may I be soothed, may I be well, and may you be well. We can affirm it. And other times you might notice this unhindered radiance, right? You might notice, as Jaya's metaphor last night, that the curtains can be drawn back. These qualities are natural. We don't have to sort of squeeze them out of ourselves. The curtains are drawn back at times, especially when we settle more and we feel safer. The curtains can be drawn back. And you might notice, wow, I really love the people here at Guy House. Now, other times we look and we think we don't, and that's fine. We work with that. But you might really love, you might really care for at times or the birds, or the rabbits, or the... Who's out there at the moment? Squirrel. <laughs> the squirrels, or the cows over there, or the... Right? And let yourself, when that arises, the curtains are drawn back, know it, breathe with it, support it, keep affirming that with the intention, like a little pulse. Yes. May this be for the benefit as these curtains draw back, it makes each of us safer to draw our own curtains back and trust that, the radiance of that. Okay. So. And the last response to that person's question what will release my heart to love. So the meta practice, the affirming through intention, and the and, and wanting it, a healthy wanting to be able to have the love that we intu- might intuit is in our heart, or we know is in our heart, or we know used to be in our heart, or we sense is very alive and well in our heart, but we kind of close our curtains around it because we're shy about it. Or we close because we tried to love and got pushed back. But to want to be able to love with this basis in the equanimity, remember, they work as a family. So it's not that suddenly I open the curtains and everyone's going to love me. That didn't happen for the Buddha. Some people threw, I don't know if it was tomatoes, but worse, much worse. <laughs> okay, some modern, modern version. Right, yeah, he, people didn't all love him. Many did, you know, they, they could resonate and recognize, but it doesn't mean everyone's going to love us. It, because the, and the equanimity will bring the resilience that actually recognizes conditions cannot be other than they are right now. Right now. So there's a wisdom with that. It's not just the waking up of the child's love that might be exuberant and beautiful, but gets knocked back, right? And then sometimes the adult's love is, oh, I don't want to go there again. That was way too painful, right? What is the maturing of what we sometimes see in the child on a good day, if they're well, that we sometimes see, or even we can see when they're not well? that's open and unhindered, but that comes into maturing with these Brahma Viharas, with this equanimity. So this is the kind of 
friendliness, the kind of love that is not using the other to affirm myself. You know that kind? <laughs> when we want the other one. Oh, love me back, please. Please love me back. When we feel that in our heart, we don't need to make that wrong. That's our hunger. That's our hunger. We can hold that. Yeah. May I be safe and protected. May I meet myself kindly. May I be able to learn to love all the places in my heart that I haven't yet been able to love. We don't shame that hunger. But we know that it's on the way to metta. That, this is a little quote from Krishnamurti, he says, using another as a means of satisfaction and security is not love. Love is never security, he says. Love is a state in which there's no desire to be secure. It's vulnerable. The curtains are back. We haven't got the world nailed and my next moment nailed. That the torch of guidance, the, the bright light of guidance of how to live is this solar quality of the awakened heart that we learn to trust more and more in each other and ourselves. So let's practice a little bit. If you need to move your legs a bit, I'll guide us into a practice. This is just a little bit about the practice first. We're going to use a task. We'll use phrases. Use when I, I'm going to offer a few little phrases of, that affirm the intention of friendliness. You can choose one or two. And I suggest you try them out in the language that is closest to your heart. Because for many of you, that's not going to be English, probably. Um, but it might be, even if it's not your first language. I don't know what language is closest to your heart. Um, and we're going to start with bringing to mind someone. We're going to open it out. Someone or some being, doesn't have to be a human being, who it is relatively easy for you to when you think about them, you might go, oh, oh. When you stroke them, if they allow strokes, <laughs> this isn't the suggestion, you don't go around stroking everyone. But, you know, if it's your cat or child or, or when you're with them, that something in you either relaxes a little bit or just loves them a little bit or a lot. Not, don't go for the sort of complicated, erotic, beloved at this point. Go for somewhere where it's quite relatively easy, quite a kind of clear field between you. Might not be someone you know. And it might not be the obvious person, right? So this is like a friend or someone. It could be the one 
we looked at yesterday, right? The one whose gaze you trust. But we'll use it slightly differently today. But it could be just like your cat, this a horse, child, friend. Could be, you know, when I did this practice, I thought, oh, it should be my best friend, because it should be, right? And I was with her for ages trying to get this practice going, and it wasn't working. <laughs> it's like, oh, but I'm supposed to like her, aren't I? And it took me ages to realize, no, go with, who, who is it? Who, when I'm around them, is it really easy for me to go, oh, yeah, you. And I found out it was my Uncle Bob. And he was not my blood relative uncle. He was married to my dad's sister. And, and I don't think he would be the easiest person for his children. But for me, somehow, he was this guy, this Irish builder with big forearms, big hairy forearms, and a really good heart. And very, when I was around him, I, I just liked him. And it was him, and I, it was unexpected. So not who you think it should be. But just in a way, ask your body right now. Take a moment, ask your body right now. Who or what, maybe it's not a personal relationship, it might be one of the squirrels out there. Well, that, sorry, that might be personal, but you know, not a family, familial. Ask your body right now, and you might want to put your hands on your body. Let the intelligence, not just of your head, it was my head that said it should be my best friend. She was actually a bit more complicated for me. We're starting with someone easier. Ask your body who or what, when I'm around them, does my body and my nervous system and my heart go, oh yeah, I wish you well. I care about you. I'm really glad you're here. May you be safe and protected. I wish all good things for you. It might be your postman. It might be a school teacher you once had. It might be... It doesn't have to be complicated. Take a moment and see who might show up in your felt imagination. And we're going to stay with that one for a while to help support the meta arising. And we'll go later to more, more complex arenas. And if in doubt, one of our teacher colleagues who had had a lot of issues with safety and humans in her early life, she said the f how she had to start was by putting a teddy bear in a small hammock and put sunglasses on it and then her heart could soften and she could wish well to the teddy bear. <laughs> she progressed very much. So bring this one to mind. 
two. And sense, let them build as an image in your mind's eye or as a felt sense or just their name. Breathe with them. Invite them here. You get to hang out with them now for half an hour. And sense your body. And then I'll offer phrases. <coughs> Can you see them in your mind's eye? Feel them? Maybe you can see their sensitivity, their goodness, their... What do you see about them? And tune your attention to where you recognize and it's easy for you to wish them well. Let go of the thoughts that they're better than you or more advanced than you or worse than you, all of that. Tune instead to the fact that they're the same kind as you, the kind that is sensate and wants to know love and wants to be able to express and be safe and protected. And you can make the intention to draw back your curtains with them. Metaphorically, energetically, imagine drawing the curtains across your heart, opening them, and letting that solar possibility that even if we doubt that that's the nature of our heart, something in you knows that the reason we close is because there's something so precious there that we've been trying to protect. Opening your curtains and letting these phrases be like small gifts from you radiating, permeating, suffusing the space between you and them, letting the phrase land like a gift or like a gentle summer rain or sunlight. Hey, Uncle Bob, may you be safe and protected. And breathe as you offer the phrase. Sense your body. May you be able to breathe out in this lifetime in safety and ease. May you be able to breathe out and breathe in in safety and in ease. I wish you well. May you be able to abide and dwell in love, the love that you are.
may you be able to abide and dwell in the love that you are. May you be able to love and accept yourself completely with no parts left out. May you be able to love and accept yourself completely with no parts left out. You know, and like anyone, there might be pockets in their soul and mind and heart that they haven't yet been able to turn towards. We all have that. May you live with ease. May you be filled with happiness. May you be well, really well, thoroughly well. May you receive everything you need in this lifetime. So I'll offer the phrases again. Just choose one or two and use them. Keep dropping them in. Keep letting them emerge from your own solar possibility. Sensing your body, your place of abiding, because we abide to pervade. The more we abide, the more the suffusing is a Brahma Vihara. May you be safe and protected. May you be able to breathe in and breathe out in safety in this life. I wish you well, thoroughly well. completely well. May you be filled with happiness. May you be filled 
with happiness. May you be able to abide in love, in the love that you are. May you be able to love yourself completely with no parts left out. Staying awake. Affirming your intention. Just one or two phrases. Keep it simple. Let your arms be soft. May you be safe and protected. May you be well, thoroughly well. If you lose resonance and space out, see where you need to tune your attention and maybe make the image brighter. Maybe sense your own chest and your heart. 
reaffirm your intention. Where do you need to practice right now? Maybe ask the earth to be witness. Maybe holding yourself in kindness. Stay awake. What's needed here to affirm your intention? this body this intention this breath Just like you, they want to be happy.
and in the last. in the last minute or so of the sitting, reaffirm your intention. (coughs) Even if you've kind of gone off course. Plant your intention. yourself in the possibility of making this intention a home, that this intention can be a place to abide, to come inside of. Imagine going to the walking meditation with that intention living inside of that home, of that intention to wish well for whatever comes into your field, a human other, parts of yourself, your own physical pain, your own beauty, the trees, the squirrels. Just bestowing like St. Francis, putting his hand on the brow of the sow and telling her in words and in touch, blessings, I wish you well. May you know your loveliness, the loveliness of your radiance that is more primary to you than any of your occlusions. Let's draw back the curtains together, kindly, gently, wisely. And when the curtains close, that's okay. It might mean we feel a little shy or afraid and we can take care of that. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.